Welcome to The One Guys Show, where we're going to be bringing you nutritional and mindset insights to help you gain nutritional freedom, lose weight faster, build a winner's mindset, all without the stress, guesswork, and sacrifice that you're used to. Now, this podcast specializes in helping women break free from the dieting shackles that society has placed them in and provides them with a clear path to success. So let's dive in. Don't say it. Don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. We're back. We're live. <laughs> I realised they realised that every episode you're like, and we're back. <laughs> and we're live. Oh, you threw a curveball there. We're live. We are live. We are live. And for those of you watching on YouTube, hi. You can Bonjour. see us as well. So I feel with now, obviously, <clears throat> hang on, I'm going to split the screen so I can actually see your face a little bit more. But do you? Oh. how do you have the screen? Do you have it like that side by that, side? Or? Yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. just like looking at you and I can see so I, um, how I was talking to my sister about this this morning. I was saying like, I feel like, and I, I, I don't just feel like it. I actually feel like people think it as well, or even say it to me. And I know they say it to me. Um, <laughs> when I shave, I reckon I'm about five years, five, six years. And I don't even have, it's like, a, it's an absolutely. So for anyone that knows me, it's like, it's a lose, lose because for me, I will get ID'd for a scratch card like this. <laughs> and then, but when I'm not, my, like, my, um, bum fluff. My, no, well, my jeans, uh, cheers to the parents. Um, I've also, I've obviously got awful, awful jeans with like facial hair and stuff like that. And like testosterone is obviously not pumping. Um, and the, there's just no, it's just the worst, isn't it? You can probably, you, I, I'm Where happy for you to admit it. Where going with this? Well, I was just looking at myself and I was just like, you, do, you just look so much younger when you've had a yeah, shave. But, but, but that's also because I need a shave. So I've got like quite a like little thick beard going at the moment. You know, it's really weird that you said this. It was because I, the other day I was like, oh, you know what? I was like, I might just shave it all off. Like not wet shave. I haven't wet shaved since I was like 20. Um, but like <laughs> zero. Beard trimmer it. Because it, do- it does. It makes you look so young. I sometimes come across the um, videos that we did inside the academy or just random lives that I've done over the time or videos that I've done on social media. And when you see me when I've got like a proper, like really trimmed beard, I look so young. I look like a child. It, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's mad, isn't it? But like, like I was just saying, so the facial hair that I get is just horrendous. So it's like, it's a, I have to shave it off, but then... Um, Looking 16. Yeah, but I it depends, well, doesn't hard. it? Because someone tooting. Yeah. I could do that. Um, I remember because my first f- for girls, for girls, for women, the outlook is to look younger, I think. And that, that's it. And I think it shifts at like ages. Like when you're younger, you want to look older. And then when you're older, you ultimately want to look younger. But for some guys, it, I, I'd argue it's someone in our end. Like when someone says you look young, I don't know, for a woman, I think it's a compliment, whereas sometimes I think for a guy, you're a bit unsure, and I'm a bit like, is that a compliment for a guy? I don't know. Is it? Maybe? Uh, I think as you get, I think when you're, um, as you get older and older and older, I think it becomes more of a compliment. But when you're actually quite young and you get told you look young, for some reason, I've, I've never enjoyed it, really. I've never been like, oh, yeah, I look young. Yeah. I think the, the worst thing is being told you look older than you are. 
for 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 you know after you it's never are... happened to me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, it's never happened to me either. Like, li- I think most of the time people assume that I'm like 26, um, but I'm not. I'm 31. Um, maybe, mate, I'll do it. I will. I will zero trim my beard d- down. Yeah, do it, and and you'll see how young I watch look. the followers rise. Watch, yeah, I will. I will do it. I'll do it. Watch the followers rise or fall, and they're like, ah, oh, there's a 12 year old on the screen. <laughs> what happened to Ryan? <laughs> right, so uh, today's episode is all about maybe something that's not uh, shaving. I mean, no, it's not shaving. If you follow us for a while, like this probably won't surprise you. But for anyone that's like a, a new listener here or have just checked us out for the first time, what we're going to be talking about today is why you must, like, why you must include all of your favorite foods to have a successful dieting phase. Mm. I want you to say that again for the people at the back. Why you must, must include all of your favourite foods to have a successful dieting phase. What we're saying is that chocolate is important to your success. If you like chocolate, that is obviously. Yeah, yeah, 100%. If you don't like chocolate, you're a psycho. Hundred. I don't know. I, I always. I've never ever trusted anyone that's like. I don't really like chocolate. I'm like, you do. You, you do. <laughs> why? You know, when you're like, why are you saying it? Like, what? What's the underlying? There's something here going on. Do you know what I mean? You're saying it for a purpose. What's the purpose? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's like when people say I don't drink. I'm like, I don't trust you. I don't trust you. What's going on here? I mean, there seems to be a common trend here, team, that Hayden has trust issues. <laughs> no, no, with uh, each their own. Like, if you do, if there's a reason why you don't drink alcohol, then then fair. But uh, then just don't trust you. No, I'm joking. Um, so back to the podcast. Yeah, I, I actually briefly. Then forgot so yeah, about we're going to basically talk about why it's important to include your favourite foods because the first thing I think that every single person and we've all done it has thought about when it comes to losing weight is our favourite foods are what is the issue. Chocolate, pizza, ice cream, they're the things that are making us fat and they're the things that need to go. You know, that's probably a pretty much in the top three initial thoughts of like, what do you need to do to lose weight? Cut out your favourite foods. Yeah, and that kind of brings you on to, uh, I, 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 with an absolute passion, like, a fair play to people that can do it and like there's there's literally one percent of people that will go through it and will maybe see like some positive out of it but have you ever heard of this like 75 hard challenge yeah yeah it oh man it, it boils my blood because the majority of people that do it are are not educated into like exercise nutrition all of these things and they're just creating more like friction they're just creating mm-hmm. more unsustainable routines for themselves and it's just fulfilling that loop that like they were never going to be successful they mm-hmm. they knew they couldn't see this working mm-hmm. like and they're not going to bother trying anymore this but, is it. it's just the quest of it's just the quest of self-discipline that's all that yeah is. oh it's just it's it really really annoys me and especially when i see like people that are actually um like close to me mm-hmm. and i know that they're not going to benefit from doing this and it's not it's not going to move them forward in the right direction. Yeah. It needs to be, it needs to have like, uh, I think there needs to be like a knock, knock on a version of it or like a, a slightly reduced version mm. where it's not about being 
completely disciplined for this full 75 days. And for, for anyone that doesn't know what we talk about, like 75 hard, it's where, um, let me actually put it up, the exact ones, what it is. You train um, like twice a day, don't you? Oh, yeah. You who, train twice I, a day. You have to, who has time for that? You train twice a day, no processed food, sleep. You've got to read 10 pages of a book. Um, the thing is, is that it's exactly like when you start dieting, you basically put this unsustainable thing in place and you're like, it's great. Don't get me wrong. Like, and like you said, like those that get to the end and they complete the 75 hard challenge, that is a compliment oh itself because God. you've managed to maintain a serious amount of discipline. The thing is, it's like all this stuff. It's like no alcohol. Well, if you drink, then going two and a half months without alcohol is quite a long time. If you are a sociable person that does drink, if you don't drink, then it's going to be a breeze. A lot of people go to the gym, struggle to go to the gym five times a week, let alone training twice a day. Like that's 14 times a week. You've literally 300% increased that. So it's like you are trying to basically achieve something and push yourself out of your comfort zone, which is great. But the thing is, is that there's no longevity to what you're doing. It's almost like just running a race. Like you can give yourself a pat on the back. It's super bloody hard. Don't get me wrong, but it's not actually going to leave you. Like I'd argue that it's not really long enough to instill any great habits because a lot of the habits that are in it aren't sustainable. Like reading 10 pages of the book, that's a great habit. You know, I do that every day. Hayden reads every day. Like there's things that are good habits that are, are sustainable, but training twice a day isn't. Cutting out alcohol if it's part of your lifestyle, that's not sustainable either. Go on, read it out. I want to see the list now. Oh, it's the first sentence just pisses me off straight away. <laughs> so number one, follow a diet and it must have zero cheat meals in it for the full 75 days. That first sentence alone is why people, is exactly everything that we're talking about in this podcast today. Mm. And it's why people are setting themselves up for failure from the off. Um, so yeah, it's um, zero cheat meals for the whole 75 days, work out twice a day, at least for 45 minutes, and one has to be outside, random. Three, drink a gallon of water per day. Four, read 10 pages of a non-fiction entrepreneur book. And bad. five, take a progress picture every day. Yes, yeah, so the last ones aren't, but it's, it's that the first one that sets you up. It's like, do a diet. What do you mean do a diet? Do you mean go into a calorie deficit so you can lose weight? Do you mean pick a mainstream diet? Like what? Define diet. A diet is just your nutritional intake. Well, if you're just going to do a diet, you already have a diet. You could just stick to what you're doing. And if you're <laughs> anyone that's part of the academy, you could just continue doing what you're doing because there's no such thing as cheat meals. You can have takeaways and that it's not cheating because you're not in a relationship with your diet it's just meant to put you in an uncomfortable position and get you to practice self-discipline which is great short term but it's not going to produce any long-term results yeah it's so it's for me it's just like the idea as well of all or nothing it can absolutely be detrimental to your mental health mm. like and again like there's one percent of people that i think will like actually truly benefit from this but the 99 percent like it's it's ridiculous, but it's a it's a marketing scam, really. It's not a scam. It's a marketing tool for like someone created. That's that's really what it was at, at the end of the day. But anyway, getting back to again aligning truly of what the podcast is about, and it's exactly one of those things. Like you've got to ask yourself these tough questions to like you know why you haven't been successful before in the past. And more often than not, when we do look at traditional diets and stuff, it's all about demonizing sugar, cutting out basically anything that tastes remotely nice mm -hmm. in a desperate attempt to get to where you want to get to. But we've got to always remember the principle of fat loss. 
And the principle of fat loss is that calorie deficit. I know you would have heard myself and Ryan say this so many times, but it's so, so true. Because once you understand the principle, you can mold a methodology that works best for you. And that can include your favorite foods. And there's, we'll, we'll definitely go down like a number of different routes on this podcast today about it. But let's, let's just start off with, well, the main reason or one of the main principles of why you shouldn't be like demonizing all of these foods um, and why potentially your cravings are so high is because you're cutting out like entire food groups. But you, like all of a sudden when you say that I'm not eating like sugar or I'm not eating carbs or stuff like that, like the foods that you generally love and enjoy, well, all of a sudden, what can you not eat anymore? Well, you can't have pizza, you can't have chocolate. You like literally like there's so many foods that you can't eat. Like, of course, your craving is going to be higher. Mm -hmm. So knowing the principle of fat loss is a calorie deficit. Don't you think, again, going back to motivation, which we spoke about on a podcast before, don't you think your motivation is going to be so much higher to actually stick to your routine? There's going to be much more adherence to it. Um, if your nutrition is as close to your normal life as possible. Yeah. yeah. Because it's like, think about how long you've just been eating as you are for years, right? It's just like, imagine if you could just make some tiny, small little adjustments to that. They're going to help elicit fat loss. How easy is that going to be? You know, we always say like, Hayden always talks about this, these uh, marginal gains. But it's like, just look at the tiny things. You know, we just got to create a calorie deficit. You could literally just go from having two pieces of toast in the morning with peanut butter to having one piece of toast with half the peanut butter. And you could have saved yourself 250 calories. For the most part, that in and of itself would probably get you to lose half a pound a week. Mm. Like it's so, so, so simple when you break it down. You don't need to um, take these drastic measures. No, no, you, you really don't. And it's, it honestly is like setting yourself up for an, an initial mm. like failure point if, if yeah. you are going to be demonizing your favorite foods. Because at the end of the day, like how long do you think you can do it for? You can probably push through a few weeks, maybe even a few months. Mm. But the reality is, it's like those foods aren't going away. And if you like genuinely love them as well, like they're going to be popping up in your life, like Christmas, holidays, social yeah. gatherings and stuff like that. It's like you're, you're essentially then just a ticking time bomb. Yeah. It's like, it's just a matter of when you're going to explode and have like, and what happens then? What's the, yeah. one, what, what's the main thing that's going to happen when it, you, it eventually you cave in? Mm. That's well, the first point, isn't it? It's like the first point is cravings. Like you cut it out. Like when you tell an eight-year-old not to do something, you instantly want to do it. Little Tommy, don't tread on the grass. Well, instantly Tommy's in his head like, don't tread on the grass, don't tread on the grass. But I could just tread on the grass slightly because it won't really matter if I just do it ever so quickly and no one sees. It's like that. You know, that's the first thing is you're going to get these mad cravings, which ultimately leads to a feeling of restriction, which like Hayden said is you are then solely relying on motivation and willpower and discipline to pull you through this whole journey. And as we know, like these things, self-discipline is completely individualistic. Like some have more self-discipline than others. Motivation cyclical. It's not round. So you want to offset this as much as possible. And remembering that it's not restriction we're after. It's actually restraint. There are some times when we're going to have to have restraint. You know, instead of ordering a whole massive large Domino's, maybe you order a small Domino's. That is restraint in of itself. Instead of eating a whole tub of Ben and Jerry's, you eat half a tub of Ben and Jerry's. That's restraint. You can still have those items, but just in a much more restrained 
way in line with your goals. Yeah. The the other piece that I wanted to go down slightly was actually what it does with your like relationship with food as yeah, well. Nice. Now the the problem is is um I've completely lost my channel of thought where I was going there with that. Um so, oh, I was gonna kinda like try and jog your memory. So where, yeah, when it comes to a relationship with food, you've got to look at it as like you're like, oh, I want to prove my relationship with food. I've got such a bad relationship with food. And the majority of the time, it's literally come. I've just got an email pop up from the gym saying there's a new yoga class alert. Might Ooh. sign up, you know, get my, get my stretch. Um, so the, your relationship with food, the only reason that most people's relationship with food is bad is because these, food are put, these foods are put on a pedestal. They are deemed that if you have them, they are unhealthy. And therefore... We kind of then associate them with certain situations, can be emotional, social, cultural, whatever it might be. But we end up putting these foods, especially when it comes to dieting world, on this pedestal. And we deem that we can't have them. So when we do have them, we feel naughty or it's a treat and it makes us feel better, for example. We start to use them. Whereas what you've got to understand is actually by including them, you don't put them on a pedestal. A chocolate bar is, you know, has no more relevance than a chicken breast, if that makes sense. Like, yes, they're high in nutritional quality. Yes, it's going to be more inclined to your goals. But it's not that, like, one's put on this massive pedestal. One's, you know, actually, you probably see it, is that actually they're both foods that you can consume in a calorie deficit. And the ability then to consume those foods at any point instantly brings it down off this pedestal. It takes all of the power that this food has over you because you're, instead of thinking about that food, being like, no, I've got to avoid it. Oh, but so-and-so is eating it. You're like, well, no, I can eat it. I've got a choice. I can either eat it and be accountable for it, or I can either say no and have some restraint because I know that it's not in line with my goals and I can have it next time it's around. And it's improving that relationship with food rather than having it in this, uh, on this pedestal that ultimately then just, it's like a donkey and a carrot. You're like, those of you on YouTube, I hope you like my impression of something. <laughs> <the cat>. um, <laughs> but you're chasing it, yeah? It's literally been dangled in front of you. Whereas if you put a whole load of carrots in front of a donkey, well, ultimately, they're probably going to have a couple and then eventually they're like, yeah, cool, I'm, I'm, I'm over that now. Because you can just have them whenever you want. They're now not this, this like shiny object that you're trying to chase. Yeah, so this is... You, you did definitely jog my memory, though. Thank you. Um, so, like... First of all, like we've got to understand that like, health is a multifaceted approach. Like most people think about like the the pinnacle of health as losing like body fat, especially if you've got like body fat to lose or you feel like maybe you're overweight or anything like that. But people that then strive to lose body fat, like I can argue to anyone until the cows come home about this, because when I really, really challenge you and question you, like it's not always the majority of it is like, yes, like you want to reduce your body fat for health reasons and stuff like that. But also what is more important to you is eliminating guilt-free eat. Like it's getting to a point of where you're uh, now not feeling guilty for eating anymore. You don't feel guilty for going out with your friends and family. You don't mind or you don't want to go out with your friends and family and feel like you're going to be having to start again on Monday. Like all of these things, those are more important to you and your health and your like mental well-being rather than... Um, actually directly losing the body fat as well. Because as soon as you can actually get to a point of where you've got education and you understand that, actually losing body fat becomes a byproduct of that anyway. Mm. So this is where we really, really want to strive for people to be. And if you're demonizing like certain foods because like society has taught us that, you know, for in order for you to ever see any kind of success, like you must be cutting out all of these things. Again, it goes back to like these kind of marketing gimmicks and stuff. But 
you're only going to increase by in, in, by including your favorite foods and like Ryan said, not having restriction but having restraint and understanding them a bit more, you're actually setting yourself up for more success because you can then understand that, oh, do you know what? The principal fat loss is a calorie deficit. So I can still go to the pub and see amazing success. I can still eat my favorite foods and not feel guilty for doing it because mm. as long as I'm aligning my calories and making sure that I'm in a calorie deficit, I will still be losing body fat. Again, a little disclaimer and sign out here and saying like, we're not sitting here and saying like, your whole diet should be made up of your favorite foods. Like we're just saying for longevity and long-term success, like they must still be included. You should always be striving to have the most nutrient dense foods that you can possible for health reasons and all these other things. But it's vital. Like it's absolutely important. You do still include your favorite mm. foods because there is so much longevity there with it. Yeah. And that's it. It's like your, your, you, you, you start a diet, you take them out. And that literally inevitably is probably one of the reasons just the most of you listening to this have bad relationship with food because of it's like all the multiple diets you've done. You've just ended up just every single time it was some form of restriction from always your favorite foods. And then it might have been carbs then it might have been this then it might have been actual food and you were just on shakes, whatever it might have been. There's always been some sort of restriction, which ultimately inevitably has just led to you just craving these foods all the time because it's. You know, it's, it's like it's something that you can't have. So you want that treat. And as human beings, we want to feel good. And, you know, there's certain times of the month that you're going to get cravings for those high fat, high palatable foods. That's normal. But for the most part, it shouldn't just be an everyday thing. You know, everyone knows you listen to this podcast. Everyone knows me. I love ice cream. I know I can have ice cream at any point now. At the moment, I'm not because I'm just like, oh, you know, I've, I just can probably spend my calories on much more nutritionally dense food at the moment. But it's not because I'm like, I can't have that. It's like at the moment, I'm making the conscious decision to say, I don't want that. Like, I don't want the ice cream at the moment because I'm like, it'll be good. But ultimately, it's not going to satiate me as much as if I have like a nice meal um, that's going to be full of protein, etc. But I do that knowing that it's also I, okay because I know that literally I could change my mind in three hours time. Be like, you know, what, hey, I really fancy some ice cream. And I could just go buy some ice cream and eat some ice cream. And as long as they're on my calories, cool, not an issue. If I told myself for the next three months, I'm not going to eat ice cream, you damn well know that every single day I'm going to crave it. I'm just going to want it because I'm like, oh, you know, I can't have it. I'm going to be thinking about it. There's going to be so much food focus around that because I've told myself I can't have it. And that's where it's so important to allow yourself because it empowers you to then make those decisions. You know, rather than that decision being taken away from you, if that actually, you know what, you can't you know, do this, like you can't have this, you're then not empowered, you know, that power's taken away from you, you've just got to deal with it and just use motivation and discipline to steer away from it. Whereas when you're told that you can have it, you are empowered to then make that that choice as a human being. You can make the decision to have it and you just have to know that you've got to be accountable for it, that's okay. Or you can also make the choice of not having it, you know, and that's one of the greatest things as well is because then you also... You also are just placing votes for, as Hayden always says, votes for the person you want to be, but also you're actually improving your self-discipline. Like I said, self-discipline is something that we can learn and we can improve on. The whole time you are making those restraint decisions, you know, mother half the other day, we had magnums. She was like, do you want a, do you want a magnum? And I was like, uh, no, I'm okay, thanks. Because I instantly was like, okay, cool, right. And I played out in my head. I was like, oh, okay, it's like 200 calories, so... 
Tomorrow morning, I could probably just not have the dark chocolate with my breakfast and that would be equated for. And I was like, nah, I quite enjoy my dark chocolate in the morning. I was like, nah, that's cool. Like, and actually when I sat there and I was like, I'm not hungry. I would have eaten it just because it was offered to me. Did I need it? No, I'd hit my calories for the day. I can have it, yeah. But was it worth not having something tomorrow and having to like adjust for it? Well, some days I would have said, yeah. Some days I'm like, yeah. But at the moment I'm actually quite liking, I have an omelet. I have a, this is before work. I have an omelet. I have a bowl of cocoa, cocoa pops and I have um, 25 grams of dark chocolate. Literally only like, like three squares. But I enjoy that little snack of just snacking on some dark chocolate before I go to gym. So I'm like, actually, I quite enjoy that. Yeah, but the, so the, the important thing to mention here is like, because most people's kind of thought process is like, oh, well, do you know what? Once I have it, I can't stop myself. Like, that's it. Like, I, I, I go off the rails. But you need to understand that there's like a lot of changes. And Ryan brought up something really important there. Like his, um, his decision making actually changes. So you can see like Ryan's actually like thinking a lot more about it. And also his actual want and need because he knows he can have it changes like his want and need to actually have that food shifts a little bit because you've got to think beforehand and you're saying like oh no once i start i can't stop but you're relating that to all of the times where you've restricted so much that food and then you've had it and then you can't stop eating it when all of a sudden you give yourself permission to be able to have it in restraint of some sort which is any kind of deficit basically and it's just understanding a portion control like the game changes. Now I've got a really like good example for you here with a client that I worked with a while back and she came to me and she was basically saying that she was a nanny and she absolutely like part of her job, like she had to take the kids, uh, I think it was like every Wednesday or something to the cinema. Like it was one of the things that she had to do with the families. It's not like she can all of a sudden be like, no, but this is for another episode. The environment of the cinema is very much like sweets, popcorn, stuff like that, which was always been a trigger for her. So she came and she was like, look, I can tell you now from the off, it's the biggest battle you're going to have with me is stopping me overeating and not eating the foods at the cinema. Like, because I can easily not buy it or I can not buy it but I'll then eat some of my kids. And then when I then eat my kids, she was like, I turn into like this automatic person that will then sometimes go out of the cinema to then buy it and sit back in and bring it back in. So I was like, okay, cool. Um, I want to get a bit of more of an understanding of like exactly what we have it since it is. So the first week, you know, just go and do your thing, see what happens. And she looked at me and she was like, okay, like the main reason I joined Hayden was because I wanted you to stop this. Yeah. But I was like, no, I just want to find out a little bit about your habits, behaviors and stuff. So I was like, don't force yourself not to eat it. Just do with what you normally would do. And she went and she like, she broke it all down for me. And then I said, right, okay, what foods did you exactly eat? And she started like lining it all up and stuff. And basically it, the, the, the most part of it, was actually just uh, these like strawberry laces, like these thick strawberry laces ones. Oh, they're and, so good though. Oh, mate, they are Not unbelievable. What, the laces or the because pe- you've got the long laces or you've got like the pencils, the white. Uh, pen- yeah, it's the it's well, you can get those long pencils with the oh, they're quite long. Yeah, they're they're unbelievable, like absolutely unbelievable. They're so good. They're so good. Um, but it it worked out like they were really like the thing that she loved the most. So I said, right, okay, what I want you to do is um, 
I want you to um, actually buy some laces or, or whatever they were, those strawberry laces things at home. And I want you to have some um, in the week. Just no, no, no portion control or anything at this moment in time. Like just, you know, have them through the week. I knew that first week that she was probably going to overconsume on those laces to start off with. Like I knew she was probably going to eat the first bag straight away and want more and more and more. Like I knew that was going to happen. So this is in relation to you saying, well, once I start, Hayden, like I can't, I can't stop. I knew that was going to happen to start off with because she's still in that restrictive mindset of like, okay, I know these are bad for me. She's labeling as bad all of these things. And as I start to explain the process to her, we get through it. Um, she stops um, buying as much and it slows down a little bit. Now I'll just fast forward to like the results in the end of what kind of happened. What happened was something that was unbelievable. It was absolutely game changing for her anyway, because what started to happen is she started to get educated and recognize that these foods that she'd been demonizing for so long, she could actually eat. But more importantly, what started to happen was as she understood more about the portion control, it wasn't even about the portion control anymore. Because she was no longer demonizing these foods, her want or need for them had gone down. So now when she was going to the cinema on the Wednesdays, she no longer felt like she had to buy the or overconsume on these foods. Mm. She got to a place, that, I will never forget this text, where she got to, the play, uh, got to the cinema and she told me she bought these strawberry laces and she didn't actually want them. She gave them to the kids because she was like, I don't actually like, I think she said maybe she had like half of one or something like that. And then she was like, I don't actually really want any more. And this was a process of like over time of like building up to that point. But the outcome is now she doesn't feel like she has to always overconsume on those things because she now has flexibility and freedom to be able to eat mm. them. Once she understood the portion control part of it and how she can still absolutely include it into her diet and still get amazing results, it was like game changing for her because she has now seen this one scenario that was always holding her back as this cinema as being the place of where it was like all this bad food and it was the trigger point. I completely switched that around in her head or more importantly, she managed to switch that around in her head through like, the education that it got her to a point of where she no longer wanted it. Like she didn't feel like she needed it. Just like you were saying with like your ice cream scenario, you know you could 100% have it. Mm -hmm. You just don't feel like you actually really need it and you'd rather have the calories in a different place. Mm -hmm. But if you had a bad relationship with food where you were like, oh my God, like, I know I shouldn't have this food, but I really, really want it. I guarantee you would end up having both of them anyway. Yeah. And it's almost like the scenario of like, you know, when you're like, especially when you're in a place of like, you need to lose weight, but you haven't started yet. Any opportunity to consume those foods you take, because in your head, you're ultimately like, well, eventually I'm not gonna be able to have these. So I might as well make the most of it now. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, well, hold on. Like, if, imagine if you got given a fast car and you're allowed to drive your fast car once a week, you would absolutely hammer it because you're like, well, I don't know how long I'm going to be able to have this opportunity. So you'd ultimately just take it too far. And it's exactly the same with food. If you're always thinking that you've got to restrict it and you haven't even started your weight loss journey yet, ultimately every time that food is going to be present, you are just going to overconsume in it because you're doing it in an, uh, in an attempt to almost like make the most of it whilst it's still there. You know, like when I wasn't trying to actively lose weight, I used to have probably one or two tubs of Ben and Jerry's ice cream a week because I was like, Ah, well, there's, there's a time I'm not going to do this, so I'm just going to enjoy it. But then, then that's, that's how that process happens, but then it continues. Whereas what you can do is eventually learn, like, now I'm, you know, I'll just have a couple of 
times a week and it wouldn't matter. But the way you could look at that is be like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to have them because otherwise, you know, there's going to be one point when I can't do this. But, you know, I could still, I, you could still do that. There's, there's literally no reason why you couldn't have a Domino's, why I couldn't have two tubs of Ben and Jay's ice cream. As long as I'm accountable, it would be absolutely fine. But then you just shift exactly like you said to this kind of health-seeking individual thought process, I suppose, of what it is. Is I'm like, well, that's cool. You know, I could have it, but that is, you know, you go for low calorie. I'm like, that is 1,200 calories of my week, like not a day of a week, that I would be giving just purely to ice cream. And then when you break it down, you're like, well, actually, it's less than 200 a day. So actually, I probably could actually quite easily advocate it. And when you start to think logically, I'm like, well, hold on, actually, two tubs of low cal Ben & Jerry wouldn't really be any issue. It just mean that I just took 150 calories off each day and I'm good. Like, and this is then how you kind of start to actually just be a bit more logical with it rather than letting the emotional side of you dictate when you have it, why you have it and what reason for. You then just start to think about your health and start to think with much more of a logical mindset of like, oh, actually, I can have this. Let's work out how I can fit it in. And this yeah. is why I think it's always important to almost honor your cravings as well. Like if you want some, like how many times you're like, I oh, really fancy that. Oh, but I can't have it because I'm on a diet. I always, well, I'm like, if you fancy saying have it, like if I'm literally like, oh, I really fancy a bar of chocolate, I will get a bar of chocolate. I will eat some, oh, I really fancy a bowl of cereal. I have it. I'll just be accountable for it. And that's absolutely fine because it then also doesn't ultimately give power to your cravings because you're like, oh, if I crave something, it just means I want it. Okay, cool. I'll have it. Whereas other, other times when you want it, you're like, nope, I can't have it. I'm going to have to have utmost discipline to not have it. And I don't know why I'm craving it. And I'm really struggling. And then when we turn around, I'm like, they're like, oh, yeah, I just really wanted some chocolate this week. And I'm like, okay, cool. The first thing I want you to do this week is have some chocolate. They're like, what? And I'm like, have some chocolate. Like, honor your cravings. Just honor what you want. If you want some chocolate, have it. Because ultimately, the longer you try and not have it, it's just going to build, build, build. To eventually, you'll have eight chocolate bars rather than you could have just had one just to get the taste of chocolate and enjoy it rather than over consuming on it. And that's exactly what you did with the sweets. Yeah. 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 Spot on. Um, the. The other thing that I was I was gonna um I was gonna say that what is wrong with me today? Like I li- literally just a brain fog, mate. Mate, I, I I had like a real salient point to bring up there, and then I was like, it's just it's just gone. But I feel like I need to talk, and then it will just pop up. Um, oh, this is it! Boom, come in. But the truth <laughs> that was is, quick. Like, yeah, it's not your fault. Like, honestly, mm. it's not your fault that your situation is because what has society has always taught us of like for you to be successful. And I promise you, I still hear. So one of the, uh, the gym that I go to, I literally had a conversation the other day with one of the trainers saying to him, like, you know, it's, it's only two more weeks and then you, we've got your cheat meal. Like there's personal trainers that are still saying this to their clients and stuff. So it's like they're educated somewhat. They're all they're, they're more educated than you are in this um like Realm. field, mm. but um even they're still saying it's a client, so it's not your fault. But what you have to do to actually help you overcome that, because like if you've only ever been taught one thing over and over again, it's what your belief system currently tells you, you've got to change that belief system. And mm. that in itself is a challenging thing. That's a hard thing. And that comes when you gain more capabilities, and more importantly, yeah. when you actually then get results with it. So an actual practical step as well is um, think of it like um, think of it like I always say to anyone that's been skydiving, like the first time that you go and do a skydive, 
the whole experience is terrifying. Like you, I don't know if every single place does this, but they like to, when when I went to New Zealand, they try and get you to go through the whole experience. So you literally pack your own tent, your own parachute up. Yeah. um, Yeah. And release your tent, Hayden. You're like <laughs> pegs, like ropes. <laughs> I've got one of those pop-up ones. <laughs> Just shazam. Yeah. Um, but no, you, you you have to do your own parachute and all of this stuff. They take you through the experience of it. Anyway, the whole thing is completely daunting. Is 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 terrifying. The whole way into like the point just before you're going to drop. It's the scariest thing, and you could like. What happens if you uh, packed it wrong? Well, you know, you you were doing it with someone, and they. Are there, Hayden? You didn't attach one of the carabiners. <laughs> oh, mate, I, I, I guarantee you, it's probably like, happened somewhere. Flapping, you're like, oh, I'm so done. <laughs> um, but yeah, you you get to the top, and like, if you had the option to like bail, like, I guarantee there'll be a huge percentage of people that'll be like, yeah, no, I'm not doing this. Yeah. But once you do it and you experience it and you get to the bottom, the only thing that you want to do is do it again. You want to get straight back on that plane and do it again. Because your belief system has completely shifted through the action of you doing it. And that's the point of where I'm trying to get out of this is like, until you actually start practicing and see the results of you doing it, that's when your belief system changed. Because I was there right at the beginning. Like, I thought you had to give up, uh, you had to go low carb, you had to give up alcohol, mm. you couldn't eat chocolate. But until I got to the point of I realized, oh, hang on, I'm actually seeing results doing this, my belief system started to shift then. And then I started to eat, eat guilt-free. I started to go through all of these phases and stuff. Mm. Like that's that's how it how the process happens. Like you won't just all of a sudden be like, okay, nope, Hayden said that. Like yeah. it's true. Like you have to go through the process of doing it. Yeah, it reminded me of Thorpe Park. So I don't mind heights. Like I'll get on with it. I'll climb ladders. I'll abseil. I'll go on rides. I'm just not a massive fan. I'm a bit like, Ugh. I hate heights. And it's like. Thought Park, when like the first couple of times you're on the ride, I'm like, why the hell did I do this? And then after you've been on like four rides, I'm like, oh, you know what? It's actually quite fun. The adrenaline gets going um, and you jump on it. Have you ever been on that? Is it Stealth, the one that goes naught to something super quick? Mate, oh, we should, my God. We, I haven't been for so long, but we should do a, um, we should do a team trip, shouldn't we? I don't know. Years. Like literally. Uh, Is it open at the moment? I think just because that, of the whole COVID thing, that's yeah, what. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Because someone went there. They must have to spray every single. I mean, Matt, yeah, I haven't been since, don't know, mate. Matt, I must not have been since I was about 20 now. But it, it is, uh, yeah, it's a great experience. And is it I one just, of those things, though, that you're, you're going to go back to and you're like, oh, my God, this is awful? Because you only nah, remember the good it's times as a kid. Rush. Uh, Nah, like it's a good, it's a good adrenaline rush. But yes, I get what you're saying now because you are older. Like the X No Way Out. I always remember that thought park because it goes backwards, and you're like, because you can't actually see where you're going. Now you're an adult. It might not have the same like adrenaline kind of like feel. But I mean, the big rides will. Like you chucked me at. Can you remember the boat? Oh, the boat was excellent, mate. Yeah. It used to go proper high and then whoop back around. Do you remember Vortex? Well, there was a big circle and it used to be a swing on a pendulum, but it had like yeah. slowly just like naturally turned as well. And you always used to laugh because like guaranteed, like I think most times one in it, someone was sick and you were like, I hope I'm not opposite the person that's going <laughs> to launch and I'm not like underneath them as we come up because otherwise that is coming down. Um, also, here's another one for anyone listening. Totally random, but I, it just popped into my head because I said realm earlier. 
just started watching the new Loki on Disney Plus. For any of you that haven't watched it, you should watch it. The what? It's like Loki. Do you know in the Avengers, you know Thor oh, yeah, yeah. as a brother Loki? It's basically uh, an after story, so like a sequel to Avengers. So it's basically a sequel after that. It's actually really good. So if you haven't watched it, watch it. Random I mean, bit of... I don't TV really understand episode. Avengers, if I'm completely honest. I, um, you I've know had where... to watch it twice to actually understand it. Yeah, I don't, I don't, because there's like, they're all in it. Aren't, is, is it essentially like Captain, it's Marvel. Is it all yeah. of Marvel in? And they much, yeah. yeah. And they come together to defeat. Uh, That's got, Thanos. surely, because like Captain America, all of that stuff was first, right? And then they had the Avengers that came after. Like the Avengers wasn't first and then it started to pop into their own individual ones. Nah, they're all individuals, and I think they bought Avengers is what they bought together. Do you? So, no way did they plan that from the moment that they knew they were bringing like these individual characters in. Uh, Do you know what I mean? It, yeah, whoever wrote it. Uh, no, nah, it probably as the story developed. I reckon, yeah, start I reckon bringing they, it all together. Oh. they obviously just got one originally. That was like just say Captain America was the first one. They saw how much a hit it was, and they mm. like started to create individual characters. Mm. But they've they've all had magazines and comics for years, if that makes sense. All of the characters that we see now. Oh really? Yeah, they're all like original Marvel characters, and then they've just had their they've just made films out of them now. Was we'll there see- a Avengers Marvel? Like, um- I don't know. This is why I was just thinking. I don't know if Avengers has been bought together if that makes sense for film and cinema and stuff now but it's really interesting the loki thing because that's like it kind of takes you back and stuff yeah it's it's cool you should watch it well there you go um so yeah kind of rounding that all up um for like why i I think we've you know we've we've given you some pretty sound points to Mm -hmm. why you have to include your favorite foods from not only just like like longevity, longevity. of the actual diet itself and being successful, but also from like a mental health standpoint, um, mm. I think is equally, if not more important. Um, but if you're still sitting here and you're listening to this and you're like, no, nah, I think it's probably easier if I just completely cut those foods out. Like I'd challenge your thought process. I'd want yeah. you to challenge your own thought process about it and actually be like, Think about the reason of why you're here now and you haven't been successful. I guarantee it probably stems from somewhere surrounding your demonization of food and you like labeling and categorizing foods as good and bad. Yeah. Yeah. Because it kind of stems into loads of different issues. Um, I actually uh, enjoyed that podcast. That was good, man. It was enjoyable. We are going to um, start bringing some guests on um, over the I next know, we few said months. This. We went through like a great stage of like five back to back and then we're like, and it's just us two. Yeah, do you know what I think as well? Uh, it was far, far easier to, uh, I was actually, and this comes from me listening to a podcast as well today. Um, it was far, far easier to get guests on board over the last like 12 months because of lockdown. Mm. But now like the world's opened up like, People's availabilities people of like, yeah, it's just completely changed. So people are out enjoying the world again. So they should. Hmm. Well said. Well said, sir. Well, oh, by the way, on a unrelated note, have you seen the um, if we beat Germany? Yeah. On Tuesday, 
are we are then either playing Ukraine or Sweden in the semis in the quarters, and then the basically the let me just pull it up quickly. So sorry for anyone that's not actually remotely interested, um, but you should <laughs> We're be. We some football chat here. So um, the the other side of us. So obviously. You know how it goes. You've got the two teams playing there, the other yeah, yeah, yeah. and the two teams there. Yeah. The other side is Wales, Denmark, or Czech, Czech Republic and Netherlands. I think if we, if we can beat Germany on Tuesday, we'll be in the final. 100%. Ooh, you had it here first. Because the <laughs> that others, will be insane. The other side is Italy, Belgium, Portugal, France, Spain. Okay, so we need to beat Germany, otherwise we are so screwed. <laughs> Well, no. Well, no. If yeah, if we beat Germany, like well, we'll all to the final yeah. is so easy. Well, mate, I like your optimism. Mm. I really do. We've got a good team. We have got a good team. The Germans are very good as well. But like we always say, I always say this with football: anyone on their day can beat anyone. I just don't. I I feel for England. There's so much. There's so much more riding on them from it, from the whole like Euro '96 and stuff like that. I can't, I can't see them losing. I can't. They've got a good team. They've got a good team, and I think if we can get an early goal and then just maintain that, because that's what we did last time, man. We got an early goal in the first 15 minutes, and then it just kind of whittled out. And I remember being a bit like, "Hold on, is it fitness? Is it the first? The first half was good. It was just the second half just wasn't that great. Park the bus." Park the boost. All right, team. Well, let's uh, let's wrap this party up. And if you've got any questions, as always, please do uh, make sure you reach out. If actually you're listening to this and a lot of what we said resonated with you and you want us to help you implement any of these strategies that we're talking about, um, message Ryan on Instagram with the words Academy and we'll reach out to you. We'll see if we can help you out. And um, yeah, Take from there. we'll go from there. Sweet. Right, team. Well, as I always say, always a pleasure, never a chore. He likes that one. Have a <laughs> and we'll smashing, see you in the next episode. Yeah, have a smashing week. Bye-bye. See you later.